Happy, 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 It makes the podcast more fun for everybody except me. Come on, VHS is cool, man. You don't make a slasher movie with two couples. That's not enough people for slashing. Space vampires, dude. I'm like, that's Tom Atkins, baby. Yeah. A painter doing paintings when he's not doing push-ups, apparently. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks. Get out your cleavers, gas up your chainsaws, load those boomsticks. It's time for our Disney-a-thon. <laughs> <laughs> Our Disney-a-thon? <laughs> I just wanted to throw you off a little bit. Oh, wow. So how did you know I was going to talk about Frozen tonight? <laughs> oh, just, I, I I could feel it in the air. <laughs> oh, yes. Let it go, baby. Let it go. <laughs> uh, I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. And after a whole year of waiting and teasing about it, every freaking episode of Add That to My October List, Add That to My October List, it is time for a horror-thon. Like everybody else in the internet is doing, but <laughs> uh, instead of trying to just get to 31, we try and go as many as we possibly can. And you have beaten me every time handily because it's 365 horror for you. Mm-hmm. But I have a plan this year, sir. I have a plan <laughs> and I'm going to beat you. I, I just have a feeling. Uh, but I'm getting ahead of myself here. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing good. I, uh, I'm going on very little sleep and a very busy day, but uh, it makes things interesting and it keeps me on my toes, you know? Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I must say that uh, regardless of my lack of sleep and the busyness of today and tomorrow morning especially, I got my tickets for Blade Runner tomorrow night, so all is well in the universe. Please, nice. ch- please kids, don't get sick before we leave. Please. <laughs> Well, I'm just kind of getting over a couple day cold. So Ooh. if you want me to come up and you just want to hug real manly, oh, good, like, yeah. play some shirtless volleyball or something. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In cool. case you wondered why I hadn't requested any Blu-rays yet. Yeah, I've been sick the last couple of days. Ah. I was like, nope, I'm just going to wait till I'm all better. Thank you. But it yeah. seems to have passed rather quickly, which is good. But yeah, so that's that's on my agenda. That's kind of the big the big thing for the weekend is... Uh, we, my wife and I celebrated our 14 year wedding anniversary. So we're actually Friday is our actual celebration where we're going to go out to a nice restaurant and then Blade Runner. And, uh, I knew it had to be a good movie going in, uh, because of it's just difficult going to watch a movie and getting babysitter and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, yeah, Blade Runner, that's the one right there. Yep. I'm jealous. I can't wait to see it. I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but it's going to, mm, I am going to, uh, down be vague here uh southern city south of us with an imax here oh next weekend hmm <laughs> that would <laughs> be I awesome have to make that happen though i don't know uh the, nearing a three-hour runtime can be a little tough yeah so but uh i will see it one way or another in the theater that is my most anticipated movie of this year me too uh, other than that yeah, yeah how are you been, yeah, going pretty good over here as well, I guess. And we're chasing down the latest issue of Batman, because once again, if something crazy is going to happen in an issue, I don't know about it. You know, I'm not one of those people that studies what is the upcoming issue and what's going to happen. If I miss release day by one day, I'm like, oh, I'll be all right. Every time that I do that, it's sold out. 
oh no, it's this crazy, didn't you hear? The crazy thing is happening. Therefore, people come in and buy 15 issues because they want to turn around and sell them on eBay. Bastards. But uh, I went to my, uh, that was actually at a different place that I don't normally stop at. So I went to my regular haunt and they, they still had a whole stack of them. You know why? Because they have a, they hate flippers and they have a uh, one issue per person rule. That's awesome. That's great. Fantastic. Love that place. Hey, I, I, I still have my, uh, every, I have a, an email that, uh, Fulci Comics sends out, Ebium Press sends out, and as soon as I get that email saying pre-release for anything they come out with, I pre-order the day it comes out for pre for, for pre-order. I love it. $20 an issue, and I am happy to pay that because when I get them, they are worth every dollar. Yeah, horror fans out there, by the way, uh, do check out, uh, Ebion Press. They have a line of Fulci comics. They got Lucio Fulci's Zombie, City of the Living Dead, and they're now going to be doing a run with uh, William Lustig's Maniac, the 1980 <laughs> uh, slasher. That's going to be just brutally gruesome. These comic books are so hardcore, especially like right now they're they're actually past Zombie the movie, and so now they're continuing as to what happens after Fulci's Zombie. So that's it's so cool. It's so cool. That is awesome. Anyway. No, I love it. I, I love when anybody gets into any comic. I even thought I found one for my wife during Free Comic Book Day. I was like, honey, I think I finally found the comic book for you. And it was Bob's Burgers. No! <laughs> Hilarious issue. And <laughs> she liked it. Uh, okay. Uh, before we get going with the show, I did want to give a shout out to my buddy TJ and his podcast, Average Joe's Drive-In. Uh, he had me on as a guest here this uh, a week ago, and it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun shooting the shit about what it's, uh, what we think about podcasting and and the podcasts that we listen to and horrorthon and our uh, all kinds of topics. We just went all over the place, as is uh, what's going to happen when you get a couple of movie freaks together, you know. And he is a movie freak. So go check out Average Joe's Drive-In, and I think you'll enjoy it. I, I had a lot of fun talking to him about that, and, and we'll, we'll get him on for a uh, commentary track or one of our special episodes or something like that. Nice. Okay, are you ready to move on, sir? Let's run through the roulette. Okay, let's move on to the roulette, where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And last week it was The Bad Batch up against The Forgotten. And you are up first, sir. Tell me about The Forgotten, please. Okay. Um, the Forgotten, I watched the first, um, oh, three, maybe four minutes, and I promptly turned it off. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm not going to watch that one. I will not sit through that utter bullshit. So, um, so I watched what happens to Rosemary's baby instead. Um, oh, okay. And here's like literally, as soon as I started, there is one. There, you know, there's something to be said about the these no name Netflix movies that pop up, and you know, we've gone through the whole thing. They're slickly shot and blah blah blah. Well, this one here had an extra video sheen to it, to where I'm like, everything looked very digitized to where it looks like a TV show almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and I'm like, oh, and the actors are acting. I'm like, nope, stop. I I, I will not do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to jump on the Rosemary's Baby uh, 
movie and hope that you're okay with that and you're not gonna... No, that's totally fine. Okay, so uh, Rosemary's Baby, then, is what I watched. <laughs> I actually was more interested to hear what this movie is like. <laughs> well, uh, uh, first off, it does not help that it, it, it what comes before it is a masterpiece. I love Roman Polanski's Rosemary's Baby. Uh, this is not that. This is a very cheap made-for-TV movie with awful quality, which is to be expected from a, you know, I'm not even sure if it's a VHS rip. I, it might be a, I don't know what it is. It looks terrible. But, um, there were small bits and pieces that I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Basically, it follows what happens after the end of Rosemary's Baby. It's almost like a Cliff Notes version of the Omen movies, uh, with him as a kid and then him as an adult, uh, all run through a 70s TV movie feel with padding and bad acting and I didn't I didn't like the movie uh, it, there's a seed of a good idea in there if it would have been a lot shorter like an hour and 15 minutes like some of those TV movies are but it's over long and so precious little happens oh I mean they, this cult is after the, this cult is after him as an adult or actually all through his life and Eh, something about being reborn as the devil. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> there was a party at one point where his face is painted white. And I'm like, you look like a mime. What? <laughs> uh, and it ends with a car crash of some sort and a pregnant lady and hail Satan. Roll credits. I Whatever. No. <laughs> But it certainly had to be a better time. Oh than my the, goodness! The yes, forgotten. I would I would watch that whole movie again uh, if I would if it would be between that and watching a half hour of the one that I originally chose. I would watch that one the whole way through again. Uh, I dare you to watch the first couple minutes of that. Just you'll know no. what I'm talking about once it starts, and just even the even the uh, the font for the opening credits. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> No, no, no. I don't need to. I I already know what you're talking about. I'm good. No, thanks. So anyway, uh, Rosemary's Baby was a flop. I did. I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't despise it, but it was, I've seen some pretty cool old school TV movies. That was not it. It was. But if it had a new Blu-ray transfer. Oh, the whole way through, I'm like, now, would I like, would I like this a little bit more? If it would have a nice, crisp Blu-ray transfer. Probably. <laughs> With Coming special- soon to a future episode. Yes. A re- re-review of what happened to Rosemary's Baby. Compliments of Vinegar Syndrome or Code Red. Or- Code Red. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And you. On my side, The Bad Batch. Banished to a wasteland of undesirables, a young woman struggles to find her feet, har, among a drug soaked desert society and an enclave of cannibals starring Suki Waterhouse, Jason Momoa, Keanu Reeves, and Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, huh? Yes. And I'm sure everybody is waiting with bated breath for my review of this because of the director and our disagreement with most people about her first movie or her previous movie, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which most people seem to really love. I turned off after 30 minutes, and you watched the whole thing and hated it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, the question is, is The Bad Batch another pretentious mess like that? Well, another pretentious movie like that movie. 
Not entirely is what I'm going to go with. This is more like, uh, I, it's not a girl walks home alone at night. It's more like a girl hobbles through the desert with a couple of limbs. Um, <laughs> You're not selling it. You're not selling it. <laughs> I watched this movie all the way through. I was never bored. At no point did I wish I could turn it off. At no point did I not like it the way that I not liked A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I enjoyed this movie. I give this movie a thumbs up. I am not giving it a huge thumbs up, but I definitely give it a passing thumbs up. Is it pretentious? It's got a fair amount of pretentious stuff in there. But it's never boring. And I never know what's going to happen next. So I kept, you know, I was still fine to keep right on watching because I don't know where this is all going. And that's just kind of, I, might, I mean, it might be a fault of it is that it just kind of wanders around. This girl goes over here, runs a file of cannibals, then she goes over here, then she goes over here. Jim Carrey doesn't speak a word in the movie. He's this dirty, mute guy. Everybody seems to be in this desert, but can very easily just come cross paths with each other. Okay. There's lots of, of walking in the desert. And then they do drugs, and then it's like this one town is like Burning Man Festival, I guess, and everybody does drugs. And then she wanders over here, and I i mean, it, it, there's a lot of wandering around. There's a lot of, you know, but it's, and with, with cool music, and kind of H-word music, but it's cool, you know what I mean, like, isn't it crazy that I'm listening to this song while walking through the desert? And Man, I, I have know. no interest in watching that. None. <laughs> Listen, if you you survived A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, I mean, I, I didn't even get through that. I have no idea where you would come out on this. You might actually really like this. Because it also has a bit of that uh, weirdness that was like Gamora. Or, you know, one of those movies where if you kind of go along with it, it's okay. I'm not kidding. I dug this movie. And it is also my first horror movie of 2017 Horrorthon. Because there are cannibals in it, and it has a couple of scenes that are fucking gross. I am counting this. Thriller, horror, you can add on a bunch of other things, but horror is definitely a slice of this movie. Okay. Well, good. I, I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't a dud. And I don't think you should take it off your queue. Okay. I think you might want to give that one a chance. It's, I mean, it's an interesting premise. You've got pretty much everybody playing against type, except for Jason Momoa being a gigantic, hulking beast of a cannibal person. And I, oh, I can, I can kind of see that. Everybody else, it's like, Keanu is, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's surrounded by a bunch of, he's running his own harem and he's got a bunch of pregnant chicks and he's kind of running a cult thing. And he's this weird porn stash, and he's Ooh, their leader. Okay, all right. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. Now I'm back involved. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey is just this bum who wanders around the desert and kind of helps people. He's very creepy and pot belly and busted teeth. Very, he's very weird. I don't know if you've seen any of his news stories in the last couple of weeks. That's just kind of who he is, I think. Okay. He's probably wandering a desert right now. Okay, next round. <laughs> Go ahead and sell me on your next round. Okay, uh, up first is one that I had already thrown your way called The Bar. In bustling downtown Madrid, a loud gunshot and two mysterious death deaths trap a motley assortment of common urbanites in a decrepit central bar. 
while paranoia and suspicion force the ter- terrified regulars to turn on each other. And uh, this is directed by Alex de la Iglesia. He also made um, uh, Day of the Beast, The Last Circus. He's a he's a uh, Spanish director, and uh, I've I've enjoyed some of his movies. Kind of a little bit del Toro ish, maybe a little. Uh, so, uh, but he's at least a reputable director. Like he's a name director. So, gotcha. Anyway, um, up next is one that uh, I've heard a lot about, and I've been wanting to watch it. Uh, and I, I don't know what to expect with it, but uh, it's from 1981, and it's called Roar. A family goes to Africa to meet their father, who lives with wild. Lions, and supposedly this movie is uh, pretty crazy with regards to, like, um, uh, how do I say, it? like just like real lions and possibly people, like supposedly people. It looks like people are getting hurt, and um, anyway, yeah, it it's very odd looking, but anyway, it's horror-ish enough that I want to throw that. Onto the is, it, re- is it horror-ish enough that it's going to count? I, yes, it is. Yes, because uh, one okay. of my one of my labels released it on Blu-ray. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. And now I I will say that this is on YouTube, and I did find an uh, an HD version of it on YouTube. So how long that's up there, who knows? But there you go. That would be the version that I would watch if I if you do decide yeah. to. Okay, and last but not least. 1987's Delirium, directed by Lamberto Bava, and this is Mario Bava's son. I have heard good things about this movie in just how weird it is. Uh, the synopsis is, this spaghetti horrors storyline revolves around a former hooker running a, su- a successful men's magazine and obsessed admirer systematically uh, slaughters her models and supplies the mistress with pictures of their disfigured corpses taken in front of their her semi-nude posters visible in the background. Anyway, is she the next? It's basically it's another Italian giallo type thing from the mid to late eighties. What's a what's a spaghetti horror? No, it's giallo. It's a it's oh, all right. Yeah. But for uh, you, yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have raw, forced to eat raw meat during a hazing ritual at her. Veterinarian school, a young vegetarian develops an overpowering hunger for flesh in all its forms. I, I it's a horror movie, so I'm throwing it out there, but boy, I that reeks of here comes pretentious, in my opinion. But that's up uh. to you. And the other two here, October Blood, 1984 horror film, uh, features the band Sorcery as actors and on the soundtrack. And I'm sure they get into shenanigans. It's definitely a horror film. I tried to get a, a decent synopsis, but it was like four paragraphs. But I'm sure there's. It starts off with them in a recording studio. It's 1984. The band's name is Sorcery. That that's just like Eugene. Check, check, check. Uh, <laughs> don't look in the basement, aka The Forgotten, aka Death Ward Number Thirteen, 1973 independent horror film. Starring Bill McGee and a former Playboy model, Rosie Holotick. Uh, it's about homicidal patients at an insane asylum. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so there you go. What are you going to watch, sir? Um, definitely going with uh, 
Raw. Of course, I, I have I, to. You pick the worst. I think you pick the worst thing every time, just so that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you do like you did last week and you watch the first five minutes and you're like, "Well, I'm out," then you got two others to fall back on. <laughs> no, I think I'm gonna like this one. Maybe. Eh, oh, according to what? Uh, uh, horror, horror sites reviews. Exactly. Yes. Well, that's worked out in the past. I'm going to take Roar <laughs> just because it sounds weird and I'm intrigued. Lions and shit. Hmm. Raw versus Roar. I like that. <laughs> Every week, the titles we pick, it's just... It's <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, there you go. Next week, it'll be Raw. <laughs> roar against Raw. Raw Roar. <laughs> I bet yours is going to be good. Well, says the guy that, yeah, anyway. Yeah, pick, picks it raw. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what to expect from that. I, I I didn't even go look those movies up. I figured I'd just let you sell them to me, and that was not the synopsis that I thought you would be... Bra- I thought I was getting a creature feature or something like that, but whatever. No, I... I'll give it a go. Yeah. Are you ready to move on to the first round of the 2017 Horror-thon? I am. Me too. And you get to go first, but I'm going to give myself a little check mark here because The Bad Batch is my first horror movie of the month. So, <clears throat> right, let's just ping back and forth, man. Let's just go one and one. I, I have no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say, in order to keep it moving, anything that we've talked about extensively before or something that's very... like If you watched Friday the 13th, I don't need your entire breakdown of it. Just, hey, watch Friday the 13th. Still good, still love it, back, you know, keep it moving. Okay. So, we 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 couldn't count, like, the day before October 1st, right? No? Uh, no, no, ah. no. Hey, I, I, nope, October 1st. Ah, because uh, Gerald's game happened the day before. But I, could, I couldn't wait. I could not wait. I wanted to watch it so bad. And looking back, I'm still glad I watched it, even though I wish that would count uh, for... This month, it I guess it doesn't. But my review is up on our Facebook page, and if we have enough time, I might uh, I might go back to it and talk about well, it a little bit. Go ahead, go ahead and talk about it now because Gerald's game is number two on my list. So oh, nice. Okay, there, I've got two checked off. So if you want to talk about Gerald's game, you can, but it's not going to count. Okay, <laughs> Gerald's game is the latest Stephen King adaption, directed by Mike Flanagan. And who I do like. I know that you weren't as big of a fan, or I'm not sure if you liked Hush at all. I did. Uh, but I've liked a lot of that guy's uh, movies. And I, I think that with a big budget, I think that this guy could make a really good, like, bigger budget movie. Uh, as it is, though, Gerald's Game, I'm not sure where you came out on it, but I, I loved it. Now, I will say that I really, really liked that novel. And this is, to me, the... Cl- I'm hard pressed to think of another Stephen King novel that follows like a a movie adaption that follows the book as closely as this one does. Like it's pretty much everything that's in the book is more or less in the movie. And it's done in a way that like when I read the book, I'm like, ah, this is kind of how I envisioned it when I was watching the movie. I'm like, this is really good. Uh, I wasn't imagining a, like a completely like ripped, Bruce Greenwood in it, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of did. <laughs> oh. But uh, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. 
I don't really disagree with anything that you've said. It is a fantastic adaptation of the book. Um, I don't think I'm going to say that I loved it, because, like the book, it, it has some stuff in it that makes me extremely uncomfortable. Uh, the, the book, I think, because of the difference in the medium, this isn't really a fault of the film, but because of the difference in the medium, I felt like I was chained to the bed longer in the book. But that's just because it takes longer to get through the novel than it does a 90-minute yeah. movie. So that sense of time was a little bit lost. But I think if you would have, you know, made the movie a half an hour longer, then it would have become dull or... And tedious, yeah. Yeah, tedious. So I don't think that would have worked either. So I'm not really criticizing the movie for that. I'm just kind of pointing that out. Um, I, <laughs> it has been a while since I read the book. So I'll be completely honest and tell you that when certain things started happening, I'm not going to say what, let's just say her flashbacks to her childhood. Oh, yeah. I fast forwarded a couple of minutes of this movie. Really? Just because I did. I did because I already knew what was going to happen and and they were being completely faithful to the book. Yeah, they were. I didn't want to experience some of those things again. So I, we're talking I, maybe five total minutes of the movie that I fast forwarded. It, it's not much. It's not yeah. like a significant amount, but it, it's just, I don't, I don't want to see that. Oh, it was bad enough in a book, but, and once again, we have that thing with Stephen King where, why does he put this shit in? Why is this in the book? Or why is that? Why does he write this? <laughs> I, I, this story could have been entirely fucked up without this, but then you add it and it's, it's, Oh, it's just so icky. And I, it, I, a little unnecessary in my opinion. I feel like her situation was dire enough without adding that on top of it. But that's just me, I guess. I, I can't fault the movie because they were following the book. So yeah, they were. Uh, they had that scene in the movie towards the end. Oh, wow. I, they I, did not shy away from that. And it was fucking horrible. Yeah. And that scene I didn't fast forward, but I put the I put it on mute. <laughs> oh, it was so hardcore. I was I impressed. Could, I'm like, yeah, there we go. I was too, and I was watching through fingers, I'm like, oh I could barely handle it. Yeah. But uh there I mean there and I completely forgot like the book. Um I completely forgot all that stuff about the tall man. Oh, again. that was great. I thought that was so cool that was creepy. that that was all in, that was all in the book. Oh huh? yeah, that was in the book. I, I forgot about all that. Wow. That was cool. I liked it. I mean, there's some real good uh, women empowerment mm -hmm. things in there. And, and I, if you've listened to this show, you know, Carla, she's on my list. So mm. I love that. I, she's on the list. But <laughs> it was very hard for me to watch her go through such torment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. On to your first horror movie. Okay. <laughs> So the first movie of the year for me was Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. I was so excited about that it was it's October and I'm like, you know, this is one that I should probably watch like the night of Halloween or the night before Halloween whatever, but I'm like I I'm so giddy and ready. I want to watch my favorite of the Halloween movies and that's Season of the Witch. I know that I'm probably the only person on planet Earth that thinks that Halloween 3 is the best of all of the Halloween movies, but I I no, love that thing is a that thing is a big cult following. It's it's so bizarro and weird, and I know that it's in name only, but it captures the Halloween holiday so well, and I love just how 
twisted the storyline is when it, when you finally find out what's going on in the movie. It's so weird and bizarre and culty and I, I, I loved it. It, it still retains a lot of, like, you can still tell that it is a, John Carpenter had his hands in it somewhat. It still feels kind of like a Halloween movie in that the, the score is very John Carpenter-esque. Um, and just something about the way it looks even. I'm like, ah, this looks like it, like it fits in there somewhere, somehow, even though Michael Myers is in it only by way of someone watching a, watching the original Halloween on TV. That's, yeah. that's the appearance. But Tom Atkins is great. It's, uh, it's got some great gore in it. And, uh, I just like how much of a ladies man Tom Atkins is. And he's just a, <laughs> Just drinks. He drinks through the whole movie and is screwing around with the young, early twenty-something-year-old girl. And I'm like, "That's that's Tom Atkins, baby. Yeah, big, thick mustache, and he just looks like this '70s porn star." That uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm jealous of you, Mr. Atkins. Anyway, <laughs> I agree. Uh, but anyway, I, I I adore Halloween three. I have loved that movie ever since the first time I watched it, and this is one where back. It's like one of my earliest uh, memories of walking through a VHS store and I saw that cover and it's such an iconic cover with like these, the shadow of these kids walking on a hill with these masks on and then there's this witch face or whatever and it's kind of like oozing down the front of it. And I'm like, whatever that is, I want to see that right now. Well, right now was years later and I was not disappointed. I still adore that movie and I adore the ambiguous almost downbeat ending as well so anyway Halloween 3 season of the witch gets top marks for me as the kickoff of the horathon it took me a couple of watches to come around to it but I have since taught my kids to sing the song six more days happy happy oh I had them doing it like crazy last October it's driving everybody nuts and I couldn't stop laughing uh, next up for me is The Houses October Built, a roulette movie that Eugene has passed by on several occasions. Uh, five friends load up in an RV and take off to go find the best haunt. And by haunt, I mean those uh, uh, horror houses that spring up in, in October. Well, whatever the hell you call them. Haunted houses. The ones that with all the people that dress up and scare you. Yeah. Right? But yep. they're looking for the most hardcore one. And of course, they're going to film it in like a documentary style along the way. And they're looking for one that's a secret one. And you got to go to certain places and it's only in this state this year. And ne- last year it was in that state. And you got to say the code word to certain people and then you'll get to go to the most extreme one ever. You kind of know how this is going to go. E- each horror house they go to gets progressively more intense. And until they obviously, you know, they're going to find the group and then really creepy shit happens for about 20 minutes my biggest problem with this movie is i didn't care for the ending you definitely should give this movie a watch i'll give this movie overall a passing thumbs up because it was decently made and you absolutely should give this one a watch i i I would be very curious to hear what you think of it okay i myself did not care for the ending you might a good chance that you'll be fine with it but uh myself i was like yeah yeah, it's alright. I mean, yeah, it's, it is what it is. And I, I, let's put it this way, if I had got this on the roulette, oh, 
I would have been happy. I'd have been happy, but you skipped it. Uh, okay, <laughs> back to you. We're going to uh. come back to that theme about two or three more times tonight. <laughs> uh, as I pick, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. Okay, next I just, up for- I just like to bust your balls when you pick the worst shit. And I, I, I give you this throwaway garbage like, oh, pick the, here's a good one. And you're like, eh. I don't I'll know. pick the one that's guaranteed shit. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it makes the podcast more fun. For yeah. everybody for except who? me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, next up for me is after the high of Halloween 3. I'm like, well, let's just keep this rolling. Let's go with Halloween Part 2. And this is, while I do like the Rob Zombie theatrical version, this is the original 1981 uh, direct sequel of John Carpenter's film. And this, to me, is, uh, for some reason to me... This feels like, and I know that John Carpenter did not direct it, but this is very much like Poltergeist, where Toby Hooper directed it, but Steven Spielberg directed it. And this is Halloween 2. Rick Rothenthal directed it, but John Carpenter kind of directed it. It's a, it literally, that's what I like about Halloween 2 so much is you can watch parts 1 and 2 back to back and it's like one long three hour slasher movie because they go so well together. Uh, I I personally, and this is just me, I I prefer Halloween 2 because it is more of a slasher movie than the first one. The first one obviously is a slasher movie, but more of a suggestive horror movie. This one here is outright like more Friday the 13th feel where we have a lot more graphic kills, some uh, some more nudity, and it, it feels more of a, like, the template had been laid, and here is Halloween 2, which follows that early 80s slasher template. I love it. The score, I think, is better in Halloween 2 than the original. I like the amped-up early 80s, uh, oh, I don't know, it's not techno, but it, it has, a, it's, it's basically John Carpenter's uh, theme, but done a bit differently with more sound effects, and it works really well. Uh, synthier. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. It's synthier, but in that, in a cool, genuine early '80s way. I, I adore Halloween too. Uh, it's weird. Like the more I watch it, the more I realize just how little Jamie Lee Curtis is actually in it, or has a whole lot to do in the movie. She's pretty much drugged up the entire movie, and she's laying in a bed with. A fairly awful, ridiculous-looking wig, uh, which I think is funny because it's they're trying to match how she looked in the '70s. I'm like, she's got to be wearing a wig, has to be wearing a wig because it looks pretty bad, and she's just kind of drugged and mopey or whatever. <laughs> I haven't watched this in I mean since the VHS days. I I recall really liking it, but correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't uh, Last Starfighter in this? Yes, yes. Oh, nice, nice. Call. Yeah, he was. He's he's uh, one of the paramedics that slips on a huge, yeah. huge pool of blood and gets a concussion. Yeah. Which, oh. which, yeah, which is a very random scene, but I, I I love it. I love it. And it's like, this hospital is the most uh, desolate <laughs> hospital. prone. Yeah, and it's like, it's Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis and a bunch of babies. That's the only people that are in this hospital. <laughs> and then a bunch of... Uh, nurses and a drunken doctor that get killed off. The end. There you go. That's Which Halloween. is interesting considering it's the night after a giant massacre in the same exactly. town, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and you'd think that, that because she was the one that survived that there'd be more cops there, but no, it's just an empty hospital. Why not? 
Um, I love Halloween too. And of course, you know, both Halloween three and part two are on Scream Factory. So when I do watch these pretty much every year, I have to go through every, every single special feature, which includes extensive retrospectives. And on both of these discs, there is a, uh, then and now, uh, uh, what is it called? Horrors Hallowed Ground, where they do a, this is like, these are the scenes back in the, like, from the movie and here's what those scenes look like now like here's those locations now and it's really really interesting especially because uh some of the scenes are like oh there's the church from john carpenter's the fog and uh here's this and so you can tell they're all filmed real close together and i think that's really interesting but anyway yeah, that's, that's cool yeah uh lance guest was his name by the way i don't know why i just yeah. every time i see that guy pop up i'm like yeah yep had that nice <laughs> nice Nice curly perm. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, late phases. I don't remember that. Late phases. Wasn't that the werewolf movie that? Yeah, it's a great movie, but I didn't know he was in it. I didn't recognize hmm. him. Hmm. So you have not seen Halloween 2 since the VHS days? No. Ooh. I have, I have part one and two on VHS. I have not rebought them. Oh man. Please don't watch those on any, any version other than Blu-ray. They're so good. Yeah. Ah, it's like anamorphic Come on, white VHS screen. is cool, man. Ah, but uh, these are these look so good and uh. yeah, I like the crackles for those kinds of movies. The crackles and the, the kind of dodgy transfer yeah. and Oh, and also uh his mask looks the best in part 2 from the entire series. For some reason it looks especially evil in part 2. So, there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, number four for me, The Devil's Candy. Now, was this a roulette? Uh, I don't think it was. No, it was not. I watched that uh, a while ago. Okay. Ethan Embry jacked out of his skull, and a, <laughs> uh, just uh, a painter doing paintings, and, and when he's not doing push-ups, apparently. But this is a good movie. I enjoyed it. I am giving it a thumbs up, but I am going to say that it is outshined by its score, which is Metallica, Slayer. They probably spent as much money in making this movie as they did getting the rights for all of the music. Yep, I, I agree. I'm pretty well convinced. <laughs> I agree with uh, that assumption, with with the budget, whatever. I love that movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you, or do you just love the score? Oh, it's satanic-y, creepy, metal... Uh, it is, but most of that movie is pretty empty. I mean, uh, I liked it. I, I I liked it. And I do give it a thumbs up, but uh, it's because it's laced with so much of awesome music. And, I, you know, honestly, f for most of the movie, I, I, I was getting a little concerned. Because after The Houses of October built, I was like, I don't want another ending like that. And if it's going to end like that, uh, ain't a lot here but some good music. Fortunately, it did not end like that. I loved the ending of this movie. It, it went great. I totally enjoyed that. Uh, not much else to say about the movie. It was good. Quick, if you haven't caught wind yet, I'm banging out these Hour 17 movies. Yeah. <laughs> That was a, actually that was a complaint. I thought the movie should have been longer. Well, you would have had to have more story. And that poor dude is pretty much a child-killing serial killer in everything, right? Yes, he I, is. I, yes. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it sucks to be typecast, but at least you got work. Okay, uh, back over to you. <laughs> okay, next up for me is, it's funny you mentioned an hour and 17 minutes, because the next movie is exactly, exactly an hour and 17 minutes, and that is 1987's Stuart Gordon-directed Dolls. This is, uh, uh... Uh, not maybe Empire Charles Band direct or Charles Band produced it, I believe. But uh, I've watched this movie so many times; it's to the point now where I think the movie is almost—it's uh, getting a bit too familiar with me. Like I—I've seen it so many times that it's starting to kind of lose that. Ah, this is a cool '80s killer doll type movie, but it still is so much fun, and the extremely fast runtime means that you're never bored through the movie. But basically, a, uh, a, a the world's worst dad and his really bitchy new wife and the adorable little daughter who, you know that, you know, the parents are going to get their comeuppance in this movie. But they, their car breaks down. They end up in this big old mansion where this uh, toy maker and his wife are making these dolls that have, that are basically alive, have minds of their own. And uh, a couple other people show up, basically cannon fodder and killing ensues and roll credits. It was great. Guy Rolf is in this. I really like Guy Rolf. He is the toy maker. You know who Guy Rolf is? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I'm not bringing up. Uh, what, what else? What would I know him from? Um, you would know. Like he's, um, he is. He kind of reminds me of Chris. Or not Christopher Lee. Uh, Peter Cushing actually. Uh, he has been in so many movies. Uh. You just have to, if, if you'd see a picture of him, you'd be like, oh, that guy. All right. Okay. What, what was it again? Guy Rolf. R-O-L-F-E. He was actually in Puppet Master as well. The Charles Band directed uh, puppet killing movie. So anyway, uh, but Dolls is really good. And this is another Scream Factory release. So the transfer is really, really good. Great special features. And um, this is actually one that is... Kind of horror light. My wife has actually watched this with me on several occasions, and she enjoys it for what it is because it's almost it's almost a dark fantasy with a couple of minor <laughs> slasher killer elements to it. Not the slightest idea who this guy is. Oh, um, really? Let's see. Oh, well, uh, I'm looking at his filmography here. Um, Puppet Master, three, four, five, six, and Dolls, and everything else was from the 60s. Oh, and now the screaming starts. He was in that. Uh-huh. Uh. Oh, oh, him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking through his list, too. I'm like, okay, well, it's Puppet Master. That's what I remember him from. And <laughs> <laughs> You might remember. You would know him if you saw him. He was in this one movie that you haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen? You've seen Dolls, right? No. Oh, good movie. That was cool. Well, add it to the list. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't imagine you wouldn't enjoy it. It's it's fun. I'm sure I would. Okay. Are you done with yep. dolls? Yep. Okay. Next up for me is... Oh, now you got me off my page. Here Alone, which was another movie from the roulette that Eugene did not pick. Uh, a young woman struggles to survive on her own in the wake of a mysterious epidemic that has killed much of its much of society, zombies, uh, and forced her deep into the unforgiving wilderness. Wait, and this I, I watched that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I watched that movie. Oh, okay. Well, my bad. Maybe it was one of the well, must have been one from the roulette that I kept on the queue. Did you like it? No, huh? Uh, nope. 
I, I, maybe we didn't watch the same movie then. Oh, I like sitting movie. around the woods talking, and then the girl. There's a girl that that kind of double crosses her in the end. Uh, yeah, I guess she does. Yeah, yeah. I liked this movie. You didn't like it? No, bored. Oh, <laughs> oh, this was a good movie. I thought this was a pretty good uh, survival kind of horror flick. We must have. You must have said enough good stuff in your review that I kept it in the queue. Huh. But. No, I mean, yeah, I didn't hate it. I just, I was, it was more of a drama with some horror elements towards the end, especially. Oh, and I didn't love it. Yeah. But she, I was, she loses her, her baby right in the beginning. Yeah. Or, okay. That's the one. Good yeah. actor, but good acting. Yeah. I, no, that's fine. It's yeah. all right if we disagree, sir. It's okay. I know. I just, that. I was, I was wanting more visceral, you know, zombie stuff and. I agree, but at the same time, looking at it from a limited budget perspective, which is what I'm assuming was going on here, I thought that they created a, a very good amount of palpable kind of terror without really showing anything. You know what I mean? That You had the one scene where she was running away from zombies in a field about halfway through, and that was like the first time that we actually saw the, the infected. Yeah. And they did. A, I thought they did a interesting job with the editing of... Showing her backstory by editing it in flashbacks along the way, which is nothing new, but the way that they did it in this movie, I thought it worked. It you know, for a low budget film. Like if you came to me and said, I made this movie, I'd be like, holy shit, dude, good job. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we need to take that a little bit of that perspective of a, of a super low budget movie, or at least yeah. I do and give a little bit of credit where credit's due. And I thought that they did a pretty good job here. It's not groundbreaking or anything. I've yeah. But I, I, I was like, oh, okay, not bad. Interesting story. Didn't know where it was going to go next. And as always, when I don't know where you're going to go next, I, I'm I'm still in. At no point was I like, ah, I should turn this off and watch something else. Am I going to watch this movie again? Nope. <laughs> one and done. I'm, I'm good. It's a one and done. It's a checklist film or a, a check off film. I'm good. But I'm glad to have watched it. There you go. I was, I, I remember the end and with how this girl kind of, spoiler alert here, but she kind of double crosses our lead actress, but then kind of towards the end, it's like, nope, you know, even though you tried to screw me over and kill me, we're still going to. We're stuck together. We're stuck together because the world is ending and I need someone. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have a choice. The world's fucked. Yeah. I thought that, I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Hmm. All right, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Again, I think back to how many horrible roulettes I've watched. Um, yeah, back to you. Okay, next up for me, and, and after my Halloween double feature, I you know, then I watched Dolls. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of in the mood for another li- little killer type thing. And while I did <laughs> want to check out the new Chucky movie, I refused to watch the Netflix version because it is the R-rated version and I am just not about that. I, I'm not, I mean, it, it's on Netflix. I could watch it now, but nope. I'm going to watch the unrated version or none at all. So I'm passing on that, but in its place, I watched. Well, wait, wait, wait. To, to that point, reports, reports are starting to come in from our horror friends online and the consensus is new garbage. Uh, Neutered garbage. Really? Well, if they cut all the gore and shit out, what do you oh, mean? Oh, so, so they are saying that the R-rated version is cut down. Like, it is not worth it. Yeah, well, they're, they're not giving it a thumbs up. I mean, if yeah. you're, at this point, you're making a Chucky movie. It better be gory as shit. Yes, agreed. What else do you have? 
Yeah. Uh, the the deep, detailed story of Chucky and his life. I think we know enough about Chucky yeah. at this point. You better, it, it better be all Flash. Yeah. I like every single Child's Play movie. I do. Every single mm-hmm. one I, I enjoy. I'm looking forward to this next one, but I'll probably end up buying the Blu-ray used or I, I've been tempted to rent it off of, uh, Voodoo. But it's like, oh, it's six dollars to rent, and it's but it's free on not free, but you know, kind of free on Netflix. So I'm like, oh, sometime I'm gonna watch it, the unrated version. But I'm holding off. So I it, might still give it a chance this month, just to be the just just to report for the show, just to see what that R-rated version is like, just okay. to let you know. Okay. Well, and some things can't entirely be saved by gore. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. things are so awful that like a truckload of it won't save it. Yeah. Did you ever watch the Curse of Chucky? Uh, once I, I don't know. I, I haven't rewatched it. That's the Thank one with you. the little kid. Um, no, that's the one with the teenage girl in the wheelchair. She's Wait, in, I thought that's the one that just hit. Uh, Curse of Chucky is kind of the somewhat kind of sort of reboot. That was after the uh, the Seed of Chucky and the Bride of Chucky. Then they did the Curse of Chucky, which is kind of a. I thought that's the one that just hit Netflix. No, there's Curse of Chucky, and then there's the uh, Cult uh, of Chucky. Cult of Chucky is the new one. Oh, I don't know if I saw that one. It's good. I I think I think Seed with Britney Spears is the last one I saw. Britney Spears. Wasn't she in Seed? The little kid, and he, she drives off the road, and John Waters laughs, and ha 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 ha. Like some rapper <laughs> says something <laughs> yeah. or something. Oh, great! Good times. <laughs> Um, what well, wasn't that seed? Yeah, seed has John Waters, but I don't think the actual real Britney Spears. I don't think, or maybe a lookalike. Well, carry on with whatever. Oh wow, you're building up to, and I'll, <laughs> I'll look. I, I okay. swear, I remember that. Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay, so in its place, I watched Ghoulies. Have you seen Ghoulies before? Oh hell yeah. Okay, this is oh the... that's going back to the old school uh, five a nine inch black and white TV in the kitchen. Ghoulies. Oh, good times. Yes, this is the 1984. Uh, the little green creature popping out of the toilet. And, yeah, yeah. It it was fun. I it's PG thirteen. Which watching it uh, on Blu ray because I own it on Blu ray. You see, it felt the whole way through like this should have been a sleazy, gory, R rated eighties movie instead of what felt to me like capitalizing, trying to capitalize on Gremlins, which I'm sure it was. Still fun. I enjoy it for what it is, but it, it needed more than what I, what I saw in the movie, but it was still fun. It was good. I still get a kick out of the ghoulie popping out of the toilet. I'm like, yep. The tagline, they'll get you in the end with the thing popping out of the toilet. I'm like, ah, clever, you see. <laughs> was, uh, better than, what's the other one? Critters. Better than Critters? Worse than Critters? No, I like Critters better. Yeah, me too. Critters, I, I like the sci-fi angle of Critters, the, especially the first two. Uh, this one here is, yeah, it's a, just a cheap knockoff of Gremlins, and it's, for what it is, it's fine. Uh, Britney Spears is a singer-songwriter that drove in front of Chucky and Glenn on their boys' night out. So she actually was in... We have talked about Britney Spears way too much on our show the last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow I'm a little more okay with that than yet another Top Gun gay yes, high five. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, it appears that it was her in a cameo, and they killed her. Awesome. I like they drove that. her off the road. I remember that. I remember things. Did you like Seed of... I don't think that you were a big fan of Seed of Chucky. No, I think I... But I think the second time that I watched it, I was a little more okay with it. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, eh, because we already talked about this. Yeah, I know. Because I was on a high from Bride, and then after that, I was like, eh... Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. But I didn't know there was one after that and before this new one that came out. Yeah. And now Curse of Chucky, once again, there is there are two versions of that movie. And I have the Blu-ray of Curse. And the uncut version, it is quite gory. And there is an, there is an added scene after the credits that is so awesome that is supposedly not found on the arted version. So you got to watch the uncut version of... Curse of Chucky as well. I'm not sure if that's available on Netflix or whatever, but the uncut version is the end end zinger scene is so great. I loved it. Anyway. It's so stupid that they're editing Chucky movies at this point. Yes, I know. Like, yeah, we got we gotta scale it down a little bit so we can get this killer doll movie onto Netflix. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Just I'm sure that Netflix go. doesn't care. Like they show Apparently they do. Yeah. I don't but and then and the end credits scene, to me, like for, especially for Curse of Chucky, that feels very much like a, um, we put this in here. The only way that the hardcore fans are going to be able to see that is if they buy the Blu-ray or pay the rental fee or whatever versus the Netflix version where, I wonder if that's why they do it. Because yeah, they got me. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to buy the freaking Blu-ray. <laughs> <sighs> Happily. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. There you go. Ghoulies. Uh, we'll get you in the okay. end. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number six for me is Circle. Ooh, good movie. I liked that one. Yes, this was a good roulette pick from Eugene. And a fun watch for me. Another one that's probably... Uh, I probably won't watch again. But very interesting. Uh, Fifty people are put into a room. They don't know what's going on. Every minute somebody is whacked. And they finally figure out that, oh, they're picking, and whoever has the most votes, they're gone. And it's maybe an alien invasion type thing. The reason that everybody should watch this movie, this is how you make a no-budget, or very, very, very low-budget movie. Creative writing. You got people stuck in a room with some interesting special effects. This couldn't have cost a whole lot to do, but because the writing was so good, it it, it is just... It's a good movie. It's kind. It, it's a one and done. Cause I don't know that I'll be re- revisiting it, at least not for a decade. You know, one of those where you go, oh, maybe I, yeah, I do want to watch that again. But then you remember, oh, yeah, two-thirds of this movie is just people arguing. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, good. But Man, I like that movie. I did, too. It's a good movie. And I give it a thumbs up. That's all the time I'm going to spend on Circle. I think everybody should go check it out. That is a well-used, low-budget Back to you. I totally agree. That one there, uh, I yeah, that wasn't a roulette. I think that was just a. I just watched uh, it. That, I don't was know, it a that was a roulette. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I have oh, to go yeah. back to. I have to go back to the spreadsheet to make sure, okay. but I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, that was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. And I did like the uh, how they kind of sort of explained things in the end. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I was really worried that. <laughs> No spoilers here, but I was really worried for the last 10 minutes we were not going to have resolution. And then, you know, because it, it cuts to black, and I was like, oh, shit, you got to resolve this. I yeah. have to know. And then they did. And now you know. I was like, okay, good. I'm good. 
if 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 they had just faded to black and roll credits, might not have given this one as big a thumbs up, might not have given it a thumbs up at all. But because of that last couple of minutes where they were like, okay, this is actually what is happening, I was I was still in. Good deal. Glad you liked it. It's a good movie. Yep. Okay, and next up for me is 1986 Terror Vision, which I know that you watched. I'll let you borrow the Blu-ray. I love this movie. This is the one where the satellite dish in the uh, very, very 80s family uh, family's house goes haywire, beaming down this huge uh, alien creature dog thing from uh, special effects artist John Carl Beekler. <laughs> you remember this movie with the big yeah, eyeball? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, the parents are swingers and it's so bizarro, weird, funny, cool, bad, but good. My type of movie, you know? <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and this, this is scraping the, uh, scraping the outer edges of horror. It's barely horror, but it's, there's enough weirdness in there that I'm been chalking this up to a horror movie. Yeah, it's got terror in the title. I think yeah, exactly. And there's a couple of suitably icky scenes in it, but, I love how, like, the whole swinger aspect of it, like, adds another layer of direct-to-video arousal. Yes, that too, yes. <laughs> um, they really play that up uh, about how this, this, uh, married couple is bringing home this other couple and the kid and his grandpa are kind of Rambo-ish type people holding up in the house while this dog creature thing is, uh, like, is this the one where that he's dangling the kid and then he fall uh, outside in a tree and then he falls asleep? No, I don't think. I watched this. It, see, this was a double disc one, was it? Not? Yes, it was. Another? Yes, the other movie yeah. on there was uh, the Video Dead, which I I love the Video Dead. That's the one where he's dangling the kid. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, yes, that's why I get them confused. Okay, but uh, yeah. Anyway, it was good. I. I shitted and grinned the whole way through a movie like this. It's it's a great drinking movie. It's not good, but it's thoroughly entertaining. And I I love those movies. Okay, that's it. Back to you. Okay. Number seven for me. A Christmas Horror Story. And this is one that you've sold me on for a while. You've told me that it's a good movie. And I finally sat down and watched it. And it's a anthology horror movie these are pretty hard to fuck up honestly and there were a couple of things in this movie that were completely fucked up like santa having mini blinds and working out of a office with filing cabinets and stupid shit like that but overall i quite enjoyed this movie this wasn't this was a different take on the, the anthology thing because it all of its um, little bits were intertwined like, boy, it's hard to explain. It wasn't like, go to a bit, watch the entire bit, and then do our wraparound interlude, and then go to the next bit. It was just scene from movie A, scene from movie B, a little bit of the wraparound, scene from movie C, and it just kept coming, scene from movie A again. It, would ju it had them all intertwined, which was very interesting. Very hard to pull off. They totally did. That good movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I easily a thumbs up. I would give this one like an eight. This nice. Was, this was a lot of fun. 
I, I thought the, uh, the the wraparound story completely caught me off guard. I did not see that coming. Me too. So I it, loved it. <laughs> when that happened, I was I was smiling ear to ear. <laughs> uh, not much else to say about that. Go watch a Christmas horror story. It's it's just plain old fun. Did you like uh, William Shatner? Oh, absolutely. He had the most fun on this movie. He had the kind of fun that I would have on this movie. I'm going to show up. I'm going to drink some whiskey and eggnog. I'm going to do my little radio man bits. And and there you go. Collect my paycheck and home I go. Have a nice day. And he did perfect. He was perfect as that cliche radio DJ guy. I loved it. Yeah. I love that that whole Santa Claus and how that whole story plays out is so good. I that's why I like that movie so much. Is and the Kramp like I actually like every story. The Krampus story, uh, the uh, the 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 teenager one was the one that I was like, ah, it was okay. Which Uh, one was? Remind me which one you mean. Oh, this one where they go to this place, this the school maybe, and the girl. Gets possessed and she has sex with the one guy. Yeah, but that it was fine. Yeah, I didn't. Eh, it was another another short. Yeah, and the that's, the that's the beauty of the horror anthology. You don't stay long enough with any one story that if if it kind of sucks, you've already moved on by the time that it's over. Yeah, you know what I mean, like it's time it's on to a completely different genre thing. Yeah, the uh, the couple with the demonic little kid thing that was a good one. They were all good. I, I that's a good yeah. movie. I agree. Glad yeah. you liked it. Yeah. Now, now, would you watch? Would that would that be one that the next time you watch it, would you watch that uh, during Christmas or Halloween? Because it is it's a horror movie. Mm, that, I mean, that could qualify as Christmas, definitely. I mean, it's surrounded by Christmas, but I already have good horror movies for my Christmas, and I have other movies for my Christmas, like Die Hard and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. Back to you. Okay, well, the next one was uh, the I Am Counting Rosemary's Baby sequel, by the way, just so that's uh, that counts. What Was it after October 1st? Yes. Well, yeah, I just, that was in my roulette. I watched it, yeah. I know it was your roulette, but, I mean, you had plenty of time to watch that. Wait a minute. Let me see here. I watched it yeah, this you, morning. Yeah, you had like three days to watch yeah. that. I watched it this morning. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, wow, you really ooh. put that off. Oh, I did. Uh, <laughs> I mean, after the after the nonsense of the three the three minutes. Now, does that one count though? No, you watched three minutes of it. That definitely I does know, not count. No, but that three minutes was really long. Well, <laughs> when did you watch the three minutes? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So next up is Disney's Frozen. Does that count? <laughs> No. Nope. Let it go. Nope. Okay. Um, okay. Next up for me is Prom Night Part 4, Deliver Us from Evil. This Shut is... up. You're making this up right now. No? Why? Uh, oh, boy. Did you watch a Prom Night movie? No. I didn't know there was more than one Prom Night movie. Oh, yes. There's Prom Night, Prom Night 2, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom... Uh, Hello, Hello, Mary Lou, okay, Prom Night I've 2. Okay, I've heard of that one. And then Hello... Or then... Uh, Prom Night Three is oh uh, back from hell. I have something something you're hell. Making, I, now you're making things up. Okay, yeah. what, Prom Night Four. <laughs> What's Prom Night Four called? Uh, Deliver us from evil. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's it's a real thing. Uh, it exists. It's very close to Return of the Cemetery or something. You know, <laughs> just, just throw in some generic horror words. Okay. Oh, it, oh, trust me. This is as generic as you can get. 1992 slasher, which means that it is an early 90s, not that good slasher. But I've watched it entirely way too many times. And every time after seven or eight years, I'm like, you know... Maybe it's good now. It <laughs> coming soon to a podcast near you. Eugene's re-review of Rosemary's Baby sequel. <laughs> that it's like not bad, not yeah. bad. White yeah. face paint, kind of cool. <laughs> At first, I didn't get it, but now I understand. Yes, they were now trying the to mom- make a political political statement. Yes, with the mime <laughs> face paint. Uh, so prom night four is about. Do I need to get into it? It's about this priest that is a killer because he's evil, I guess. Uh, and he, uh, he escapes from this underground Catholic um, uh, catacomb thing, whatever. And he randomly kills four or he goes after four promiscuous prom uh, goers at who decide to skip prom and go to this house to have sex. And yeah, it's, there's a good, honestly, there's a, there's a good slasher movie in there, but it's about an hour long. There is uh watching the movie. Like there's so much of a missed opportunity here for a actual good slasher movie. It's, it's over an hour and a half where it should not be that long. And there's not near enough characters in it. Like, I, when I started watching the movie, I'm like, oh, that's right. There's two couples. Like, you don't make a slasher movie with two couples. That's not enough people for slashing. You know what I mean? <laughs> a slasher movie has to have like, you know, four couples to pair off that we can yeah, now, and a now every of really ten... sexist assholes that they can be fodder. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, some, some really dingy bitches that. Yes. Oh, well, she's dead. The jock and the the prick. Yeah, the, the black guy. The whole like, there's none of that going on here. It's just two couples that you, you know. There's a blonde girl that you're like, well, she's dead, but <laughs> but the rest of them are. The rest of them are just like, oh, they're kind of likable. I'm like, oh, you're going to talk a lot and eat food and drink champagne. And they do that. And the one girl, the, our, our lead girl, she's, she's the one that wants to do right and she doesn't want to sin. And I'm like, okay, here we go. She's, you know, so she's going to keep, so she's going to fuck somebody and she's going to yeah, be the final oh, girl at the very end. Cause she didn't, she at least resisted a little bit. Yeah, and she keeps denying access to her boyfriend. And I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. It was like, you're in lingerie, now you're not, now you are again, and the uh, padding. Anyway, I'm talking about this movie way too long. Uh, Prop Night 4, ladies and gentlemen, it's <laughs> mediocre. I'll watch it again in five years. Uh, or two. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's go to another movie that Eugene has not picked off the roulette. Tank 432. Otherwise known as Belly of the Bulldog. Soldiers are forced to hide inside an abandoned tank when they come under attack from an unseen enemy. As the forces outside begin to close in, the men realize that the real enemy is already among them. Oh, fuck yourself with that synopsis. Um, this movie is a roulette. I'm not going to say that I'm falling over myself in love with it, but if I had watched it as a roulette, 
I would have been happy, and I would come away with a thumbs up. And I'm going to give this movie a thumbs up, and I think you should give it a shot. At least okay. one. It counts as a horror movie, and it's not bad. It is a little bit challenging in that for pretty much the entire runtime, you are trying to figure out what is going on. It starts off with... Uh, I, I hate to say this to you because I know that the way that you will interpret it, but it starts off with a bit of a dog soldier's feel. Ooh. It's British, I think. You got a bunch of British soldiers running around in the woods and smoke and fog and dragging two captive uh, hostages along, prisoners, and there's gunfire in the distance. You don't know what they're running from. They don't, they aren't quite sure. They're trying to escape with their, you know, the package, which is these two prisoners. And eventually they hole up in this tank and they start seeing demons and strange things are happening. It is a psychological horror film. There is some, there is definitely some gore in this movie along the way. It definitely counts as a horror film in my opinion. But this is one of those movies where at the end of it, here's another comparison I'll make, Jacob's Ladder. Nice. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is, you're either it, it all comes down to the last 10 minutes. You're either going to fucking love it. No, you're either going to like it or you're going to hate it. You know what I mean? It's it, There's not a whole lot of middle ground there. You get to that ending where you're like, okay, finally in the last 10 minutes they explain to you kinda what's going on it's very vague you have to fill in the gaps along the way and make up your own mind it's interpretational okay and you might hate it and i'm not going to be held responsible for that i'm telling you right now <laughs> uh, you might be still nah. <laughs> no seriously you might hate it i enjoyed it because i wanted to see where it was going the uh, once again, that's the theme for the night for tonight. You kept me guessing all the way to the end. What's what's happening? What what is this? This is interesting. I want to see what's going to happen next. Oh, that's some, uh, some gory bits. Cool. Oh, what's going to happen next? Oh, who's that? What's the you know? It kept me guessing all the way through until the very end. So I I mean I got to give it a thumbs up for that. I'm not a, a, a once again another one and done. But if I had this on the roulette. I would have been like, hooray, another week where I didn't have to watch a miserably shitty film. Am I calling it a gem? No. But definitely worth a watch. And I think that you should too. Okay. That's one that I will definitely check out. Back to you. Okay. And the last one for me with the October Horrorthon is 1983's A Blade in the Dark, directed by Lumberto Bava. Uh, kind of giallo, uh, killer stalks a composer staying at a posh Tuscany villa, uh, while writing a score for a horror movie. And it doesn't matter. A Blade yeah. in the Dark. A yet another movie, and very possible that it's entirely made up, and you're just totally bamboozling me. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, I, trust me. It's uh, a movie, you L see. Lombardo Italiano made this movie, and it's a giallo. You're fine. <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, go do research on all of the things that you said tonight just to make sure that you're on the up and up. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, it's a thing. All right. I have it on Blu-ray. You can't watch it because it's region B. See? There, once again, there we yeah. go. So oh, it's, it's yeah, sure. I it's it a movie. I, I did not print it off my computer with a, uh, a knife cover with a moon in the background and literally, some blood dripping. Yeah, literally the cover is all close to what you said. <laughs> Damn you, I'm going to have to do research to make sure that this movie exists. Oh, it does. It's a thing. It's an hour and 48 minute thing. Okay, I don't yeah. think you'd make that up. Yeah, because it's long. Uh, but uh, it's it's got a lot of Italians in it, and they randomly appear in a house and talk a lot, and every now and then someone gets killed, and it's got... I liked it. It's good. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, I like that you like this movie, and then with the description, the, the description you put up of this movie, you're like, yeah, I liked it. But the exact same description with Bad Batch, you're like, not selling me. <laughs> yeah, but this is Italian, and oh, my bad. Yeah, Italian from the '80s, and you know, it's it's got its pluses. Not many. Uh, not many, but it's got its pluses, and it's All long right. too. It's, I, it's I, an epic. I, it's an epic Italian. Uh, yeah, I, I I looked it up. This movie does exist. See, yeah, but it's listed under thriller mystery. No, on IMDb, it's horror mystery. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's just what it said on Google. I'll give it to you just because of the runtime, you poor bastard. <laughs> la Casa Con La... Oh, yeah, it's... Wow. Wow. Yeah. I just watched the movie. I love your accent. La Casa La... Yeah, La Casa Con La Scala Nel Buia. Oh, boy. And there, wow. goes our, there goes all of our Italian listeners right there. We're done. We're done. Was that Italian or Spanish? Boy, I... That sounded I, awfully Spanish. I know, it did. But it's something. It's Michael Sovi. Yeah, I know, exactly. There's a lot of padding. But, man, it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, does Michael Sovi automatically mean padding? I'm no, confused. it's just... It's, he, he's actually pretty good in it, uh, but... There's just a lot of walking around this villa and investigating, and then you got the creepy bearded neighbor that has pornography strewn about his place, and it's like, oh, maybe him. He might be the killer, but you know he's not. He's got Oshkosh Bagash on, and uh. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> okay, I'm, I gotta quit talking about a blade in the dark. It's rubbish. I mean, it's, it's a rubbish movie that I like. Okay, fair enough. So you're done? We're well, done with the horror. That's talk? it. Uh, so that puts you at eight. Okay, I got two more. What? Whoa! Oh, I told you already, sir. <laughs> I'm winning this year. Wow. I mean, okay. So what? Are, where, where are you at right now? Ten. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm I'm oh I'm I'm really gunning for you this year. <laughs> No kidding. I've got all kinds of plans with all kinds of hour, 15 minute long movies. (laughs) (laughs) Hour and 15. Uh, Okay. 
let's go to another movie that Eugene did not pick on the roulette called Infini. An elite search and rescue team transport onto an off-world mining facility to rescue Wit Carmichael, the lone survivor survivor of a biological outbreak. That's not entirely accurate. Wit Carmichael was part of a this rescue team as part of a rescue team as well, and he jumped in before them. This is a sci-fi horror movie, and it. I was kind of getting afraid that this wouldn't count as a horror movie, but the longer it went along, I was like, no, this definitely counts. Even though it was listed on IMDb and, and shit as it made that genre, I was still like, come on, I, I want to see the horror because it, it, it starts off so hardcore sci-fi. One of the problems with this movie is that the first act throws so much sci-fi jargon at you, you really got to pay attention. But this is one that you definitely should check out this month, sir. Oh. It, I give this movie a thumbs up. This is very nearly a gem in the rough. Now, it copies a lot of other movies, and it's not the greatest movie ever made. It's... But it's got plenty of gore. It's got a cool little story. It really mixes a lot of other movies together. And while it's a... I don't even know. It, it's an Australian science fiction horror movie. This guy is part of this team, and he makes this jump to this other planet, and while, you know, one minute here on Earth is a week there. So he's been stuck there for a week with people that are basically doing the... Ah, uh, shit, what is the name of that movie that we both like? Um, Pandorum. Oh, oh, there you go, okay. Where the people, where the people have, the, have whatever the fuck they have yeah. in Pandorum. So... That shit's going down on this mining colony, and he's got to make the jump there. And he's supposed to jump there with a bunch of his people, but they die in the process. And so he's there by himself. And, okay, cut. Now we go to this East Coast team. East Coast team, we have to go there and rescue this guy, because he's been stranded there for a week. Well, when did he jump in there? Uh, ten minutes ago. Okay, what's going on? We don't know. Oh, well, all right, here we go. Let's jump in there. They jump in there. It's a deep freeze, 70 below. We gotta go find this guy. They start warming things up. They find the guy. He turned everything into a deep freeze to stop these crazies. And he's been hiding basically in a vault. And they start waking up. And he's Hmm. trying to explain to the new team what's going on. And they're suspicious of him. And they're skin carved off faces hanging from clotheslines because people have lost their mind. Like, it's nuts. So you have a bit of Pandorum crossed with a bit of, like, a a Resident Evil movie crossed with uh, kind of the aliens idea where it's a small group of soldiers that need to go to a place and and rescue, maybe, you know, see if there's any survivors on their own. You know, that kind of idea. So it's it's crossing a lot of sci-fi ideas that have already been done. But... It was entertaining, and the special effects were really fucking good, and the ideas were okay, even though they were kind of copying other stuff. I was kind of okay with it. The sci-fi guy in me was, all right, it's all right. I'm I'm kind of down with this, and I think you should give it a watch. I was entertained. It's a little longer. It's hour forty, hour fifty, or something, but it was a roulette, and you passed. Hmm. <laughs> okay. That's, and it count, that actually it, sounds really good. That it does counts sound as good. a horror movie. It's, again, not the greatest thing in the world, but 
totally watchable. Okay. And I honestly, this this one I would watch again. This one I would pick up on Blu-ray. No kidding. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, now be careful. Um, be careful because that sets my expectations, uh, you know, a little bit higher. Well, I'm the sci-fi guy. Yeah. But this sounds kind of Event Horizon-esque or, you know. In that ballpark. Yeah. Not saying it's as good as that. I'm just saying that that mindset, again, small group of, of people go to see what's going on with and rescue people in deep space or, you, you know, may not come back, whatever. But it worked. Nice. I'll definitely watch that one. Do you definitely. like the, uh, the the movie Soldier with Kurt Russell? Yeah, it's not bad. There you go. I, I would put it at that kind of quality level. Oh, then that's a that would be an easy watch. Painless. Yeah. I was surprised all along the way. And I think that you would be too. I think you would like that movie. And lastly for me to finish up the horrorthon for this week is the burning. Yeah, excellent. There we Since go. Since I can't watch my region, fuck knows whatever that Eugene gave me. Uh, I <laughs> no, the DVD. Yeah, because I I got the Blu-ray of that. It, so yeah, it's a pal something. Yes. I can't watch it, but um, I found it on Roku. It's Tubi TV, some dumbass named channel, whatever the fuck. It's on there, and I have to watch it again. I've been wanting to watch it again for a couple of years, but yeah. Stupid broke-ass DVD. Uh, uh, score stands. Good movie. I, I still totally enjoy it. Jason Alexander cracks me up, especially with hair. He's weird. Oh, uh, no. it's, it's gory. It's a fun slasher movie. I still kind of side with Cropsey. Uh, he got yeah. a raw deal there. He did. They talk, they talk about him being such a shit heel, but you never saw it. So, um, I... No, you see in the very beginning, he's kind of gross looking, but that's it. Like, you're just a kind of a weird looking dude. That's, that's well, your they, crime. They talk about him being such an asshole and pulling so many pranks on people and stuff, but we never saw it. What did you think of the final guy in the movie? Because it wasn't the final girl, it was the final guy in this one, and he was kind of a dork. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. And we actually talk about the final girl versus the final guy on the podcast that I did with TJ. Oh, nice. <laughs> so go give that a listen. Uh, that's going to be it for Horathon right now. The score is 10 to 8, and this is the fifth. I am doing 2 to 1 right now. Two movies per day. If I can oh. keep this pace up, you are never going to catch me. Wow. <laughs> well, and, and see, like, tomorrow is Blade Runner, so that's the only thing I'm going to watch. Now, Blade Runner might count. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. I ain't, I ain't giving you any leniency on that. <laughs> ah. <sighs> I'm sure I'm going to hit a wall and I'll slow down so you don't have anything to worry about. Well, you might. Yeah, I might, be. yeah. I don't like that you've pulled ahead in the lead here. I, let's, let's get you back into some kid stuff. Nah, this cold has really brought me... Has, has really slowed my speed because I need to get some shit from you and I can't do that because I'm sick. And I don't, yes. I don't want to get you sick, so... Because I'm not a prick like that. But, um, yeah, we're at 10 to 8 right now. Anything else that you want to talk about? Any other movies that you want to review before we wrap this show up? Because it's about time. Um, you want to talk about Gits? Gits. Huh? Oh, that's what anime people call Ghost in the Shell. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that real quick. Did you finish the movie? I finished the movie. Okay. Now... Uh, let's talk about that real quick. So okay. I, I don't do, have a history. We're going to do that and we're done. Okay. 
I don't have a history with with the anime, um, but I was thoroughly let down by the movie. I felt hollow and kind of meh. It looked okay, I guess, but I was I was unimpressed. Wow, I thought you were going to talk for a while because I've been blabbing, and you talked for literally about twenty seconds. Oh, I, 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 um, <laughs> I don't know what to say about the movie. I remember so little about it. I, it has nice CGI, I guess, but she, I'm sure that her acting, like she was supposed to act like that, but she seemed very, like Scarlett Johansson seemed very wooden, and she was supposed to be wooden. Okay, yeah, because I think she's a really good actress, but in that, I didn't, I didn't like her character. I didn't like the story. The special effects were okay, but at the end of the day, I'm like, eh, that was not worth a rental. That should have been a, a Netflix. I am the target audience for this movie in every conceivable way. My two main genres are sci-fi and anime. Eugene is the horror guy. I'm the sci-fi anime guy. Yeah. I'm not an expert in either genre, but I have the things that I like. Ghost in the Shell took me a couple of viewings to come around to and to really appreciate and really love. I love that movie. I adore it. I understand why somebody who is not a Supreme anime fan might not like it. Eugene could come to me with a, I don't like this movie. It doesn't, it means nothing to me. That's fine. You're not anime guy. So what do I care? If you just watched the trailer for that movie, it would seem like it's a action movie. It's not an action movie. It is a philosophical discussion movie with bits of action along the way. I'm also not against remakes. Neither is Eugene. He's a horror guy. (laughs) Yep. He literally cannot be against remakes. So, even with the whitewashing and everything of this uh, live-action remake, I was like, alright, whatever, let's see what you got, and we'll go from there. I I expected to be entertained. I expected to be the lone voice that would be like, you know what? I liked it. I really was going into it with that kind of mindset. I am baffled by this movie. I cannot believe what I just watched. I really can't. They, you know Boggle? Boggle? Boggle, the game. No, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The little dice, you put them in the box, and you shake them up. Yeah. And they they make letters. And then you connect them to make words. It's like they watched the trailer for the movie, the anime, and assigned them all little boggle dice, and then just kind of shook it up and set it down, and they're like, yeah, that's good. It was like, what? what are you doing? Hey, you remember that scene where we shot upwards from the alley and the helicopter plane thing flew over? That was cool. We'll put that in the movie. Okay, you remember the thing where the invisible guy was splashing through the water? That's cool. We'll put that in the movie. Remember the bit where she jumped off the building and then she turned invisible and waved her hand? That's cool. We'll put that in the movie. Let's change everything else. I don't understand why they completely changed the plot of the movie. And the final outcome was that uh, with with the major was completely polar opposite of what it was from the anime. That's that's insulting to fans of the original movie. It 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 doesn't make any sense to do that. They completely changed everything that she stood for, and completely changed the way that her out outlook on life at the very end. It doesn't make any sense 
for them to make that drastic of a change. I will never understand why they make such big changes with these remakes. The re- uh, the, the original film is your blueprint. Just do that. Let me re- repeat that, because it's going to be the title of this episode. Just, period, do, period, that, period. What the fuck is the problem? It's not like you had to adapt a two-and-a-half-hour movie into a 90-minute live-action thing. The original movie is, like, less than 90 minutes, I think. It's right on... And and, and it's... It's animated. It's already got... It's fucking... It's already drawn out. It's already laid out. That just do that. What? Why is that so fucking hard? Just do that. Do you think that... uh, Because I I didn't much care for the movie. Do you think that if they would have done that, do you think that someone like me that that can appreciate an anime movie, do you think that I would have uh, enjoyed it more? Let me put it to you this way. You are not the hugest fan of the anime movie. You are not the target demographic for that. That is the reason that they changed the plot. I can only assume that's the reason they changed the plot of the anime movie is to appeal to a wider audience. Did this movie appeal to you? No. There's your answer. Yeah. I. Way to go. You appealed yeah. to everybody and you appealed to fucking nobody. Yeah. It was just generic. Act, I, yeah. I, it was nothing. They again, uh, okay, third act. Well, in the third act of the original movie, there was this giant tank thing that curled up and attacked. Yep, big spider thing. I yeah, remember that. Yep. That's cool. Great. It was all for completely different reasons, and it was it was a completely different bad guy. They completely changed the villain. Like this entire movie existed on a different planet than the first movie. None of the reasons for uh, in the anime that for that person attacking her existed in this film. It was an entirely different bad guy, entirely different scenario, entirely generic and garbage. It was not interesting. There was no reason to change all that. You should have stayed to exactly what the film was, the original film was, and then all of the fans would have, would have loved this, and it would have gained a cult following. But you didn't do that. And let me tell you right now, Hollywood, hello, hold on. You get yeah. President, uh, the president of Hollywood on the line here. If you do this with the Akira live-action remake that you've been fucking trying to make for the last decade, God knows, I, whatever. If you're going to do it, okay, well, I'll watch it. If you try and do this with that and make it appeal to more people, you lose everybody. Don't do that. It's garbage. And I've been, I'm ranting now. No, 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 no. But this this is, this is the equivalent for me. If, if they remade one of your favorite, what's your favorite Jalo of all time? Second favorite. Well, here, I'll I'll tell you what a great example is. Silent Night, Deadly Night. There you go. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, why would you go and do that? You, you had a perfect blueprint and instead you went and changed everything and made a complete shit movie. Silent Night is a shit movie in name only. It's it. None of it works. It's, yeah. it's lame. Let's make a remake with no snow. What? Yeah. It, what? Why? <laughs> oh, it's. Yeah. It, it's baff. It's. I come back to my original thought. It's baffling to me. You have the blueprint right there. 
Yeah. And instead you're like, you, you totally change it to, and the reason, honestly, the reason they do that is to, uh, I'm repeating myself, but I can only assume it's a, let's appeal to a wider audience and let's, you know, get more people into it. You're not going to win anybody over by doing that. No, I was bored. I, nah. I remember so little of the movie other than a couple of cool action scenes and, uh, It's whatever. so funny. If you, if you would go watch and study the original film the way that I have and then watch the, the, this live action remake, it's so weird, dude. It's like, well, we, there, there was this scene where we have the guy with the invisible cloak and the, and he's driving a trash truck and then he fights her. And there's a reason behind that, because he's being controlled by this other guy. And all those elements are in there, but it's that boggle box. They're in there, but they're all for different reasons that are stupid and generic. Yeah. And like cheesy action movie Dolph Lundgren released on Netflix kind of thing. Like, what? Yeah. Well, it's just, it's <laughs> fucking... Oh, it's, it's insulting. Now, all of that being said, super dorky sci-fi guy, me, is going to discount that this has anything to do with the anime film and buy this movie on Blu-ray for two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitable. This movie was too pretty. They got all of the artistic, like the eye candy stuff. They got that all yeah, really good. right. Yeah. All of the, like, even the character designs, the car designs, the gun designs, they nailed all of that shit. That's what makes it so painful that so much of it, they, they, oh, the movie is just, oh, vanilla. (sighs) Yep. No, I think you echo my sentiments exactly. It's vanilla, forgettable, big budget, whatever. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't awful. It was okay, but meh. Even reading your review when you sent it to me in the email, I was like, ah, fuck him. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's not, he's not a ghost in the shell guy. He doesn't know the story. He hasn't studied it. He hasn't thought about it. And then I watched the movie today and I was like, damn it, he's fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just exists. It was whatever. Yep. You're yep. absolutely right. <laughs> uh, okay. I uh, We need to wrap this up. We're going on to super long tonight. Uh, anything else? Uh, coming soon. Do you want to do a yes. coming soon? Yes. Uh, of course, Blade Runner. Um, and then as far as Blu-rays, I've got, uh, 976 Evil heading my way. Ooh. Yay. Uh, from, I think, director Robert Englund. I think he directed that from the guy that was, uh, really? yeah, he directed that and, uh, starring the, uh, the sidekick from Fright Night. You're so cool, Brewster. Him. <laughs> you know, awesome. that guy. Uh, yeah. um, and I'm getting another Lucio Fulci Blu-ray called The Devil's Honey, which that title alone, that title alone is a purchase. Any movie that is called The Devil's Honey, I will buy. There you go. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, and uh, Don't, Don't Torture a Duckling is on my pile of Blu-rays from Arrow, but... Um, I, I'm holding off on that. I can't. I'm. I'm so excited to watch that, but I. That's a little bit too heavy. I want more light-hearted, uh, slashery horror stuff for me. The Devil's Honey, you see. Yeah, it's happy time. Yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, I found some more horror goodness on that, that 2B TV that I was telling you about. 
T-U-B-I-T-V. Check it out, everybody. Oh, all kinds of stuff. House of a Thousand Corpses, I'm going to watch. I've been talking about rewatching forever. Nice. Stigmata, I'm going to rewatch. A couple other, like, roulette type things on there. Pit in the Pendulum. Motel Hell. Life Force. Space Vampires, dude. I love Life Force. That movie kicks ass. Yeah, well, it's on there. That counts as a horror, right? Oh, very much so. Okay. Yes. Good. Well, it's on there, and I can't wait to rewatch it. And a host of other movies. Seriously, you need... Check out that thing. I know that thing is not going to have much of, of a surprise for you, maybe, but you might at least be impressed with the collection that they have on there, as far as those Roku channels go. You know, a lot of times it's same old, same old. But yeah. that one had a lot of shit. Uh, even non-horror stuff that I'm looking forward to watching, like Future World, uh, Child 44... Samurai Cop 2, you know. <laughs> yeah, are, are the transfers pretty good on it? I've only watched one movie on there, and it was great. Looked good. Nice. The Burning. I watched The Burning yeah. on there. Looked good. But it's good. one of those where there's commercials every now and then. But who cares? It's free. Yes, yeah, free. Good. Oh, and also, I uh, I ordered a movie called The Green Slime. Have you heard of it? Because I'm getting it. Uh, I I haven't, but what is it? I some Japanese movie from the late '60s about green slime, and I, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's gonna do it for this episode. I will see you next week, sir. All I'm right, I'm Eugene Weaver. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening.